Have you ever heard the phrase lukewarm, right? There's scripture in the Bible that talks about lukewarm, but also how to not live our life lukewarm, what it looks like when you go through adversity, what it means to sweep out your house and fill it with the spirit, some fruits of the spirit. Y'all, we talk about this and so much more on today's podcast with my dear friend. This is a thousand percent a must listen conversation. There's so much goodness that just sprinkles in and is dropped throughout this conversation. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Today is going to be good. It's going to be very, very good. Before we dig fully into the conversation, I want to read you this. It's from our friend, your Jesus loving hair girl is how she left the review. But this is a podcast review that was left on Apple and I want to show her some love. She said, I just wanted to say how amazing it feels to be connected with someone you have never met, to be in a community of women who are positive and uplifting. I am so excited for this podcast because I'm a travel nurse, so I will definitely be listening during my drive to and from work. What a blessing it has been to come across this podcast. I'm so excited. You definitely don't want to miss out on this podcast because it adds so much value Thank you, girlfriend. If you would like your podcast review or a special gift for me sent to you, if you'd like it read on air, go run right now to Apple Podcasts and leave a review because what this does is it encourages me so much. It's able to encourage other women and it lets Apple Podcasts know that, hey, yo, the Abundant Woman Collective is here and we want you to push it out to other Christian women who love Jesus, right? So exciting. Okay. Today for the podcast, we have a special guest and real-life friend, Malia Yarger. In this episode, Malia shares a lot of her story and how growing up as a millennial in a world full of people with different views, she has in the past struggled with being bold for Christ. She used to be a lukewarm everyday Christian, and she used to be bound by fear and shame until she woke up and she acknowledged her true relationship with Christ and chose God's dominance over her heart. Throughout deepening her relationship with Christ, she has learned to stand up for those who cannot speak for themselves. She exposes evil in places it does not belong, and she is unashamed about her love for Jesus and the cross. She's also a homeschool mom of four who is raising warriors for Christ and a loving wife to her husband, Chad. I am so excited for this conversation. So without further ado, let's just get it. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. We are here today with one of my good friends, Malia, who I get the honor of knowing in real life, which is so fun. Um, Thank you, Malia, for coming on today. I'm super excited for our talk. Well, thanks for having me. I think this is so fun. I'm excited. This is my first podcast. (laughs) Yes, I didn't know that. Heck yes. I know. So we have a topic that I am super passionate about and Malia is also very passionate about. So if you guys are listening, our friends listening, you're in for a treat because you're probably going to get some fire today and it's going to be all good. We're going to be talking about two things really that coincide, what it looks like to be lukewarm spiritually and how we should cancel that. But then also the opposite of that, what it looks like or how to be bold for Christ. But first, Malia, tell me a little bit of your story. Share a little bit of how you got to this point. I've always known God since I was a kid. I was the one that would go every Sunday to have Jesus in my heart because the way that the pastor would say it, um, he said, if you feel like you're a sinner and if you sinned and and you don't want to sin anymore or 
ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus in your heart. So I did every time. And then after that, it was like the altar call. It was like, okay, everyone that rose their hand and asked Jesus in their heart, come down to the altar. And so that was me. I came like five Sundays in a row. And then finally the sixth Sunday, one of the helpers was like, wait, wait a second. So I've known, I've known Christ my entire time. And I understood the process of forgiveness very quickly. And I, and I understood that I was not the best Christian very quickly as even a five-year-old. But um, as time progressed and everything, I ended up, you know, facing a lot of rejection and facing a lot of like this need and of accept of acceptance. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, as I got older and went into high school and um, was faced by worldly views a lot, um, I was the freak. I was the bigot. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, who are you? Who writes those things? Who says these things? Like, who is this God that you talk about? And oh, you're crazy. So I constantly was like, feeling this as a as a kid, you know, like, feeling like, oh, well, maybe I am crazy. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be mm-hmm. like this. So how so I figured out ways and how to mold myself instead of allowing God be the potter, I decided to be the potter of myself. And yeah. I molded myself into a specific way to um, mesh into the people just to fit in and to be, be like them. Yeah. Every now and then, like, you know, God never left me throughout all of that. He, and God always spoke to me and I, and used me in, in those ways. I mean, he's very low maintenance. He's gonna, he's gonna take whatever he can in those moments. <laughs> um, but it, it was crazy because once, um, senior year hit, that was the time that I really realized that I was just kind of just done because my, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't, I was in the best household behind closed doors wise, uh, yeah. on like just art, there was a lot of arguing and yelling and stuff. So I didn't really have like a, a lot of good examples in my life to showcase what a really godly person looks like. Mm-hmm. I was shown how, how to mess up and ask for forgiveness the next day and then just shove it underneath the rug. But I was never really shown like how to fully repent, what full repentance looks like. So College comes up and, you know, I'm still living my life and I'm like, oh, this is me now. I'm going to party it up. Right. And so uh, that happened for a good two solid years until, you know, God was like, girl, you cut You're done. off. Let's go. <laughs> you are cut off. I need you for this time and, and you can't play anymore. And so, um, I ended up getting in a, a, a very quick relationship and got pregnant within two months of knowing this guy. It was awful. I mean, like I, I was very promiscuous and that's what happens when you, when you dry up your spirit and decide not to be filled with a spirit, but being filled with the world. I mean, you end up being so dry to the point where you start finding other things to fill up the void that you have. So anyway, I, I ended up getting pregnant by this guy that I hardly even knew hardly knew his family. Um, it was, it was a very humbling moment for me. And there was, there was many times in my life where I didn't have the support from the the important people in my life that I needed and called selfish as a 19 year old girl. I'm selfish for having this baby. And, uh, (laughs) I always laughed at that. So when I became pregnant, there was like some sort of like boldness back into me again. It was like all of a sudden, like, it's crazy. Like the moments in pain are the moments that we always run to Jesus the most. Yeah. And, and I hate, I like, it's not that I hate this. It's just, I feel bad that 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 had to happen for Mm -hmm. me to have to run to God because I needed him. Like I should run to him just, just no matter what, because I desire him because I love him because I want him not because I just need him. But in that moment of time, I, didn't need him. And, and he, and he opened his arms wide open. And, um, and it was like, all of a sudden I just knew, I was like, you know, I can get through this. I'm Malia. Mm -hmm. And at that moment of my time, like I didn't understand my identity other than my name. And that's all I could ever say. I got this. I'm Malia. That's all I could do. And still to this day, like I say every day that my son Jaden has saved my life. Mm -hmm. Um, he's now 11 years old and, um, uh, he's just, he's an amazing servant, um, for God. And he's just, um, for, for people in general, he's got a huge heart for people and he's everything that I ever prayed for. And it's funny because I always thought he was a girl. <laughs> I was like, I think I was more hopeful that it was a girl because I didn't know what to do with a boy. And I knew yeah. that 
I just knew that the guy that I was with would never be a part of this family that I was going to have. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was scared to have a boy. Cause I was like, well, what am I going to do with a boy? Like, he's not going to have a, a, a father figure in his life at all. Right. And so, yeah. um, I was hoping that I would be a girl, but then we found out it was a boy and I yelled in there and I said, what? <laughs> like in the sonogram room, what? And my best friend looked at me and she said, Malia, you have a boy because he's going to protect you. I mean, she was prophesying to me. She didn't even know him. She, yeah. was, she and I were not the, the best Christians. Right. So she was just like, I, you, you're going to have this kid and he's going to protect you. He's going to lift you up and he's going to be everything that your, your ex-boyfriend um, never was. He's going to be yeah. everything that he never was. And I was like, oh, okay. So I have a responsibility to raise somebody. And yeah. then an old, um, during a shower, one time, a, a woman gave me advice um, during one of my baby showers. And she said, when you're raising a boy, you're not raising a boy, you're raising a man. Mm-hmm. And that always stuck to me that I needed to raise this man. So ever since then, like, I kind of just put my life back on track. And since then, like, God was the potter of my life. He ended up molding everything back to the way it was. And um, I ended up finding my long lost lover of mine. <laughs> like within seven months after Jaden was born, mm-hmm. um, I married my husband that I met at um, a youth camp a long time ago, which that's a cool story to talk about later on, but um, not today. But anyway, um, we've known each other since we were 15 and we just always kept in contact. And next thing you know, like he's in my life and now we have four kids and it's just, um, it's been really cool to see how um, the Lord is moving through such a time where I was so wicked. Yeah. And how he took, right. What the enemy meant for evil to sidetrack you, to throw you off course. And the Lord has definitely used it for good. Cause she is a good kid and just all how your <laughs> life you. pivoted from there, you know, like it took that, but, yeah. but also thank God it took that because now look where you are. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see how everything's been progressing since then. And it's awesome because um, I had a lot of girls watching me that I weren't, that I wasn't really good friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I knew the words that they said behind my back um, yeah. just because I have, I have ears. I hear <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was interesting because the life that I once had, I mean, no one was in this position of thinking, oh, she's going to be an amazing mother oh, she, there's hope for this kid. Like mm-hmm. not one person. Like I, it was that bad to the point where like, oh my God, like she's going to be horrible. This kid's going to be horrible. And it was just like word curse after word curse after word curse. And that, and when I say it, all I knew was, <laughs> was my name at that point. I knew yeah. nothing else. That was all I could hold on to because my name at that, at that moment, when I knew what my name meant, it meant favored one. And it still does. But um, that was all that I knew to carry. And I was like, well, I just kept saying, well, I'm Malia. I'm Malia. I'm favored. I'm favored. I got this. I got this. Like, that's what I just kept saying over and over again. So when I say like there were lies against me in every single way possible, there was, and it's only God that redeemed it. I couldn't have done it without him. What does that look like then from having from that time to now, because you're a completely different person how did you get there? How did, what did that look like? So golly, that's a really good question because seeing that time, like of all the, of all the stuff that I allowed in my life to just like destruct what I once knew, I had to really seek God in a way that I never had before. And when I did, I realized that I went back to what I once was as that five-year-old girl, as that girl that was in high school that said all the crazy stuff. And I really had to dig deep into like the word and listen and hear the stories like I never heard before. Yeah. And throughout that process, I had to do like a lot of bold stuff in my life to just break the mold that Mm -hmm. I once was. And it was scary. Like I remember I like just going to a restaurant by myself was one of the hardest things I ever did. And the reason why I say that is because that was one thing that I just never pictured myself ever doing. Yeah. Because it was out of the ordinary. I was alone and Mm -hmm. I was facing something and it was myself. 
I had to face myself, right? Yeah. I had to share the company of myself and be comfortable in it. And there's so many of us nowadays where we just kind of like look around so much at other people and we're like, okay, how can I fill the void that I'm in right now? Yeah. Because I feel alone. I feel rejected. And a lot of us don't even like ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn to like ourselves, but how can we do that? And it's really just taking those steps of boldness within our lives to really just face ourselves and learn to like, like who we are really just like, just allow God to speak while you listen and just to be still. Yeah. And that was, that was where I had to really learn. I had to learn to be still and to learn to like the company that I am and that I carry. And so when I did that, it progressed even further for me going to church by myself with my, with my kid. It progressed even further to me, you know, um, I don't even know, like just doing things that I normally wouldn't do without somebody. Like I always had to have somebody, right? Yeah. And once I learned to be comfortable in that, I realized I was like, oh, I can, I can share my life with somebody and it's not about my life. It's not Mm -hmm. about me. It's about like, okay, I have this life now. Who can I share it with now? Mm -hmm. And it was it was like, you know, those moments where I was like, oh, like before that, I, I just wanted to have a boyfriend to have a boyfriend. Yeah. I wanted to be engaged to be engaged. But really, if you want to have all those things, you have to be the queen to have the king. And so I really learned that throughout the process. I was like, okay, so what does this mean? If I want this man in my life that I listed for so many years, I'm going to really have to be that person for him too. Mm. And so... I'm I'm kind of jumping up and down and doing a whole bunch of rabbit stories over here, rabbit hole stories. So I apologize, but, um, or bunny trails, is that what you call it? Whatever. Bunny trails. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Malia. So throughout that time period of me, like progressing forward and being the person that I, that I am today, I had to really like learn to just accept the fact that I'm going to be rejected, but it's okay because God's with me. Like, although I may look physically alone at the table doesn't mean I'm alone. God's yeah. with me. So um, whenever you just don't know what to do, you just run to God. And that's just what I chose to do in that moment. Yeah. And it really strengthens your character in those hard moments, right? It strengthens your boldness. It strengthens your ability not to give a care, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's all of those things because you've lived through so much and you've walked through so much now you are a bold Christian for Christ, right? You are, you love women. You love people without hindrance. You share the gospel and you don't care because you've already walked through that like humiliation and the mean girl status. And you've already walked through a season where you weren't obedient to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like it makes our skin so much tougher. Like, okay, is that really what you got? Because that's dumb. That was a lame attempt to take me out. (laughs) Right. Like I've faced the world at this point. So you got nothing on me. <laughs> right. So we're good. Like, so we you don't got care. nothing on me. Yeah. It, it's really cool because um, I've studied uh, Elijah like in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go back and studying it because it's just so good. But I love, I loved his personality the most. It was so like just uncompromising. It was like, all right, cool. Slash your wrist some more. Let's see what, <laughs> the, let's see what your gods do for you then. I mean, yeah, it was kind of mean to say, but at the same time, like he just didn't care because he knew mm-hmm. who his God was Yeah, and still is today remaining the same. And it's like, you know, so many of us Christians today, we've, we've um, allowed the world to literally just take over the church. Mm-hmm. We've allowed them to say whatever it is to say, like love is love. And no, no man, like we really need to just stop like cowarding down in these corners and standing bold before Christ and facing the lies with truths. And that's part of being bold as a lion. That's, that's what we're supposed to be like. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to devour the lies. We're supposed to devour the thieves that come into our homes, you know, um, not physically, I'm just saying spiritually, um, like who come into our homes, meaning our bodies, like the Mm -hmm. enemy that's trying to come against us one way or the other. Like it's, it's a complete thing that we face on a daily basis, but it's like, we have to get to a moment in our lives where we, where we face ourselves first in order for us to be that confident, to speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. 
Because if you're not willing to speak up for yourself, how can you speak up for Jenny right next to you? I mean, you can, but if you cower down for speaking up for yourself. Chances are, yeah. Yeah, chances are, you Shelly, you just, you just weak at this point. <laughs> and you need to, you need to strengthen your, your spirit, man. You need to dive into the spiritual fruits, the fruit of the spirit, fill that house in. Although it's swept clean, baby, you got to fill it. You got to fill it in. And you got to, you got to like really dive into what the fruit of the spirit is and what walking in the spirit really looks like. And we miss that mark so much. We really do. We think that going to church is like, oh, yay is me. Like, oh, we're good people. But yeah, you can be good. But there's more, there's more to the fruit than just goodness. Yeah. And there's a lot of good people that aren't going to make it to heaven too. (laughs) Like goodness is not an indicator of of any of it, because really we're all not good because left to our own devices, then we'll, we'll define good a different way. We'll make what this feels good, or this is good with the world or my friends or whatever. That's the new status quo of good. If we don't have a biblical (laughs) truth to stand on, then we don't, our compass is way off, right? Like our, our goods are way off. I think so many times as women, we, um, if we're not confident in our identity and we're not confident in who God has created us to be, then we are talking worse to ourselves than other people. But like, how do you say this? Like, because I know what the Lord's done in my life, right. Is how I can tell you and encourage you and equip you and to tell you what he can do in himself. But if I am not confident in who I am in the Lord, or what he's done in my life or whatever, then it's harder for me to be like, Malia, you're amazing. You're Proverbs 31. You're this, this, this. If I don't even, can't even claim that for myself. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I also think we talk worse to ourselves than we do, you know, friends, but like, if I'm not confident in who he is in me, then it's going to make me less likely to stand up for someone else, to stand up against the lies, to stand up against what the world has to offer and be different and be that crazy person in high school that says all this crazy things, but those crazy things are actually truth, right? Like it makes our, if our, we're not confident in God, his capabilities and who he is and who he's called us to be, then it makes being bold for Christ super hard. And it makes being lukewarm, easy and comfortable and like in the middle. And so you're safe there, you know, but that's not what he's called us to do or be or any of it. So your story shows a lot of that too. Thank you. Well, I I just think like what you just said about the, like the comfortable, right. We always want to be comfortable. I remember one time I had, oh man, it was crazy. I had 15 girls from my high school in my living room. We were all sitting in a circle and, um, it was a sleepover. I don't even know how it even happened. So it just kind of happens this way, but um, we were talking about God shocker. This shocker. was right before, you know, right before I realized people were calling me crazy and a bigot. Right. So I'm telling them like, God is not going to, you know, give us what we can handle. <laughs> like he's going to mm-hmm. give us things that we're not going to be able to handle in situations. And it's going to progress us to be better. And it's going to pro- progress us to do what it is that we need to do for the next step to come. Yeah. To get to paradise or whatever. I don't remember word for word. It's so long ago. And I remember one girl had said, well, God's, God is um the comforter. He's going to make us comfortable. And that always stuck with me because at that point in my life, I wasn't very like bold, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what boldness was. Um, I was learning it, but I just, I didn't understand. And so then a lot of people agreed with her and they're like, well, that's not true. That's not true. God's going to be going to make us comfortable. He's the comforter. That's totally the opposite of what that means. <laughs> yeah. God is the comforter yes. in the moments of our hardships. He even promised that he would even, I mean, promise he would, he warned us that we would face hardships. Mm-hmm. He warned us of these things. And he even told us how to separate the flesh from the spirit. And then everything that we face is not really the person that we're facing. It's probably the spirit within them that we're facing. And it's literally just a battle between flesh and spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the battle. Yeah. And we're constantly struggling every single day. And we live in such a weird culture, especially here in America. 
Mm-hmm. I can speak for America because I've experienced it. I've, I've experienced church out here. Everything has to look right. Everything has to sound right. Mm-hmm. The time even has to be right. And it's like, why is it that we always have to follow this type of comfortable structure so that everybody can have the right heat, the right air conditioning, oh, the right coffee to make your taste buds just go crazy like your goosebumps just go fizzle while you sing a song. It's it's not about feeling like your feelings. It's just not. It's about how the Lord is working. It's about meeting the Lord. It's about coming into the church with the oil. And what that looks like is the fact that we're constantly being a vessel like Moses once was where he came in and he was like, God, show me your glory. Mm-hmm. And what he meant by that is like, I need to get deeper in, in with you. I want to know more about you. I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to know more. Show me your glory. And a lot of us don't really understand that we say this, but we don't understand it. We sing and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And we get like, we desensitize ourselves in this and it just becomes sterile to the point where like we end up sitting in the pews and everyone's just waiting around for, I don't know. For lunch. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> for the, yeah, for the football game. And, and like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it's like, to me, like we have to look at God as if he's our family. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone's going to mess with my family, especially my kids, you're going to see a side of me that you will never see a, see a side of me about like, hopefully, you know, but if you mess with my kids, it's going to, it's, it's on. Yeah. Like my earrings are popping off. My shoes are kicked off and I'm about to attack you. Like, that's just how it goes. Not saying that's okay. I'm just saying like, if somebody were to, you know, there's a loyalty thing there. There's a faithfulness thing there. And that's how we don't, we don't treat God as if he's our family. And that's the whole problem. We're not coming to him as father. We're not coming to him even as friend. We're coming to him as genie. Like, oh God, like I need, and like you put the spotlight on you, but you forget to put, turn the flashlight up so that, so it brightens up the whole room around you. So we just put it on us. And that's just, that's not how we're supposed to be. Yeah. And and if we say that we're for God, then you better be loyal for God too. Like he's our family, period. I've been reading through the Old Testament and uh, reading it quickly. So I'm just picking out major themes, but I am so thankful that I don't live in the Old Testament. <laughs> oh, I know girl. <laughs> so much, but it's so, there's a, I mean, and yes, like if we want to get legalistic, yes, we do not live by the Old Testament covenant. We are not making sacrifices, all of that. Yes, that is a death. Sure. However, the way they treated God, the way they respected the Lord, like the, the respect, the honor, the glory, like it was a huge deal back then. Right. Like also the consequences is if you didn't, or you disobeyed, you were like dead, but it was a different reverence to God. Right. And it was a different respect and culture altogether. But like, we have walked so far away from that that we say the Lord's name in vain. And I know Christians that will defend doing that. We go through our drive-through services on Sunday to check it off a box. We, we check things off our Christian holy to-do list. We have our quiet time. We do all these things without always having the reverence to who God is, right? Like the, the mighty, the bigness, the glory. And in doing that, we like diminish his character. We like diminish who he is. I don't know. I, that's just one of the things that have been bugging me about reading through the old Testament lately is like, man, he is so like, you couldn't even go into the temple. You couldn't, he was so glorious and he is like, he's the same, but our, the way we look at him, respect him, it has just totally changed. And. Oh yeah. Like the lack of honor. Yeah. Where's the honor at? Well, and I think it does have to do with like the lukewarmness. It's the blending of holy and not holy. And in the middle of that, you have the compromisable, the comfortable, right? You have, you don't want to make waves because whatever you don't want to, I experienced this in my own life. Like, I don't want to say anything crazy online and get canceled by crazy. I mean, anti-cultural, but pro-biblical, right? Like against the world, but it was biblically true. There was a whole season where I was like, I just, I'm just going to be quiet and ride this out. Like 2020 was a lot of that. Yeah. 
And then I was like, forget this. And we started a podcast, but there's so much of the, like being quiet that really, if we flip our hearts, like I would hate for someone to know me, to meet me, to be in relationship with me, friendship with me, and then not know the Lord. Like I, it would break my heart to see people I know go to hell, like, come on. And because I wasn't bold enough, because I didn't share it, not in a, you are going to hell if you don't do this type brimstone way in a way that I loved them to Christ. Like, girl, my life is this, this, and this because of what he's done to me. Like that sounds different than the bullhorn preaching, which is for a time and place for sure. But like, I would hate to not, to know people that were not coming with me to glory because I did not speak up or I did not share my faith or I was afraid of being canceled. (laughs) Like, Right. Like we're worried. And I think that's the thing. Like that's what hit me the most when I was the lukewarm Christian. Mm -hmm. I was the one that was afraid of rejection. Yeah. We all face it. Every single one of us face it. But at the end of the day, and I think a lot of us people that grow older and that are more well seasoned than, you know, the the teenagers or younger twenties or whatever it is, we see that people don't really care about the clothes that you wear. They don't really care about how you in real life hair. yeah and like real if you get life. off social media there's not an influencer in front of you telling you what to buy like in yeah, real life like nobody cares like no one really yeah no one really cares and so then you realize you're like oh so I can wear these shoes and not be and not be like talked about like mm-hmm. that's okay yeah and and yeah it's okay and then that goes for your spirituality too that goes for the life that you have for Christ too it is it's that way And if you face the rejection, then fine. But like, that's the thing, like, you're going to have to be okay with just being like hearing the word no sometimes or, Mm -hmm. or just seeing backs turn. You're going to have to be okay with that and learn to like your own company because it's it's a lonely place. Being a Christian is a lonely place. It really Mm -hmm. is. And most of all, and I, and I say this and as, as a separate thing too, being a follower of Christ is a very, very lonely uh, place. Um, yeah. cause a lot of people can say that they're Christians, but not everyone can say that they're a follower of Christ. So, uh, it's just, it's, um, it's a crazy world that we live in, but once, once we realize that rejection isn't everything, cause that's the one thing that the enemy uses is rejection yeah. mm-hmm. and rejection with rejection. That is what gets you to be silent. Like mm-hmm. what you said, yeah. rejection is what keeps you silent from not using your words from not even using like your gifts. Mm-hmm. anything that you are able to use for the Lord and for the glory of the Lord, you won't be able to use it because you face rejection all the time with it. So if you just do that one thing, like how I did just sit at the table alone, face yourself and be okay with it. And yeah. I'm not saying physically sit at the table alone. What I am saying is, is though, if there's something that you struggle with just in general of doing by yourself or even with people, or maybe it could even be the fact that you like to pray in the closet a lot, but you forget to pray out loud in front of other people mm-hmm. could be very simple as that. You don't understand how many mountains you can move. You don't understand how much you can shift the atmosphere. You know, we live in such a world where everyone's like, Oh, I'm vibing your energy girl. Well, guess what? My God has the atmosphere. <laughs> so he has the energy <laughs> jokes on you. Like my God is way more powerful than your energy, your energy, your energy all combined. And he can put you all down to your knees. Yes. That's what my God does. And we're, we're going to, you're going to have to really get bold enough to the point where you're just going to have to say sage, sage is not going to keep your demons out of your house. It's going to, no. it, it may, it may bring them, bring them. May to invite them. Room, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's not, it's not going to keep you, keep them out of the house. I'm sorry. It's just not. God is, God is Jesus, the truth. The truth. Okay. So we just got to face it, face it for what it is and just be okay with it. You're just going to have to, it's, it's kind of just like, uh, I don't know how to explain it really other than the fact that rejection is the wall. You're just going to have to really just push through the wall in order to just understand that. Like, you're like, oh, well, I'm all in now. No No looking back now. (laughs) Yeah. Because once you're past that wall, you're like, okay, well, I already did that. I survived. I'm good. And ultimately I would rather man reject me than get to heaven and be like, I don't know you turn away from me. Cause like, that is what we're facing. Right. So like I'll hit as many walls as it takes. I don't care. You can take me out. I don't care. Like it's as long as it's for his glory. And it really, it brings you to the next, like, okay, let's pretend 
the prayer thing, right? Let's pretend I am afraid of praying out loud. So praying is so important. It's huge. And if he's calling you, all of us to pray out loud or pray over people or intercede, and you're so afraid of that, once you break that wall, like Malia said, once we get through it, now you're like, okay, I'm here. That was fine. That was good. Oh, look, the Holy Spirit took care of it. He gave me the words to say, right? Like it's all good. And then you're like past that. So like, what's next? Maybe it's prophesying. Like maybe that's your gift and you're afraid to do that out loud or whatever, like, or speaking in public or whatever that once you get past it, you push through it and he will give you the strength to do it. And he will guide you through it. And guess what, friend, he will give you the words to say, to get you in it that then you're like, Oh, that was fine. I'm good. Like that. I made it like next, right? Like it's just pushing through those things. And on the other side of rejection is boldness. It's not caring. I mean, caring about what the Lord thinks, not what sister friends. Yeah. It's holding, it's holding a compassion to a different level, but not tolerating the law, the Mm -hmm. lies. It is not tolerating the enemy. Like, like enemy, we don't have time for you. Yeah. We just don't. We honestly do not have time. Like we're in the end times. And I, and I don't, (laughs) I don't mean the world is ending. What I mean is the time is about to end because we got more, we got more stuff coming on after that. And it gets to a point where like you have compassion for these people because you end up, you have the Lord within you. So you have the kindness, you have the gentleness, you have the joy, but at the same time, there's no tolerance for it. There's no tolerance for the lies. Yeah. And And what we're not saying is being keyboard warriors. I cannot stand when I go on a post that's like on social media or whatever, and it's controversial or whatever. And then you got all these Christians that are just mean and ugly in the chat friend. I don't know if you know this, but you are not the chances of you saving someone via the comments on Facebook are very, very slim. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. However, Mm -hmm. let those lies get into my house. It's game on. No, I'm talking about we let's see, like culturally we avoid a lot of things. We are not in the world, if you will, so much. There's a lot of things that typical kids do that my children don't do that typical couples do that. We don't do that. You know what I mean? That is what I mean. Not so much as like this person is sinning. I'm going to comment on their Facebook post. Yeah. And they're going to get saved. Like that doesn't happen. But, <laughs> but if that friend were to come to me and be like, Hey, this is my opinion on X topic. What do you think? Absolutely. Here's the truth. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what I think you should do. Or even I, you don't even have to have my opinion. Here's all of that that type of boldness and that type of not tolerating lies people strangers don't want to know your christianese crap on the comment section because that is not a turn on (laughs) for jesus that was my side note malia i'm sorry it had to be said no that's a great thing to say okay so what about these girls these women i always say girls but we're women um that are listening now and they are loving it but what are tips, your best tips practically to be like, okay, I want to do what Malia says. I want to live a life that's bold for Christ and stop being lukewarm. What does she do from here? Like, what are your tips for that? This could go a lot of different ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying my way is the only way to do this. There's a lot of different ways to do this, but just based off of my experience in my life, this is how I did it. So tip number one, I said, learn to be a leader. That has been a hard one because being a leader is probably one of the loneliest spots ever. And I hate this whole like, well, if there it's so lonely, then you're not a leader because no one's following you type of crap. I hate hearing that because in, in my head, I'm like, no, every single person here in this world is born to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because people have families, people are older sisters, people are older yeah. brothers, coworkers, people are yeah. even older cousins, you know, whatever it is. There's bosses, there's CEOs, there are leaders everywhere. Way to do that is to not follow the crowd as much. So I wrote down Proverbs 13, 20, which is he who walks with a wise man will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So meaning like hang out with the good ones and you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to learn from them. You're going to understand their ways. But if you hang out with people that are foolish that do wicked things, they're, they're going to be a destruction to everything that once was good about you. And, and it's going to be harder for you to progress further to who you're supposed to be. And so I'm not saying like, don't ever hang out with a sinner. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. No, because we do, we need, we need to be the evangelist, right? We need to I'm be the place, yes. people that go out, but to be a leader, you have to go against the grain. And, you know, I always tell my son, be a leader, 
sometimes he's following what the other kids are doing and that's not being a leader. Mm -hmm. That's just following somebody that isn't, isn't helping you progress further in your life. So find somebody that can pour into you and help edify you, help encourage you to be the leader that you are. And that, you know, hang out with people that, that are good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People matter for sure. The other one, practice the fruits of the spirit. That's a hard one. That's a huge, that's a huge one. If we want to live a life that's not lukewarm, we're going to really have to practice living the life of fruits of spirit. So this is funny. I, I think it's funny because I literally spoke about this yesterday because I home, I homeschool all four of my kids. For those of you that don't know, that's what I do with my life. <laughs> and, um. I was teaching them um, Galatians mm. and we were going through the whole like walking by faith. It was talking about if you do any of these um, sins, you won't inherit the kingdom of God. And so uh, we were looking up these words because, you know, the kids are kindergarten and uh, not kindergarten. I'm sorry. Elementary yeah. in middle school. They don't, they don't really understand like what adultery means and idolatry. And they don't really understand even like what uh, revelries. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, talking about like partying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking, they have no all, idea. <laughs> I'm looking at all of these words and I'm thinking to myself, done that. Oh, done that. Oh, snap, <laughs> done that. And I said to them, like, you know, I was like, I want you guys to know something. And they were like, well, what? And I said, I've done almost all of these things. They looked at me. I saw judgment and they looked at me. <laughs> They were like, what? You? And and then uh, Jaden said, adultery? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Not adultery. <laughs> Not that one. And anyway, we were talking about that. And, um, and I told him, I said, you know, I was a Christian. I knew that these things weren't good. Yeah. But I didn't know why they weren't good. And we need to understand why, you know. So, you know, when we start filling our lives up and we go back to the scripture about like how when we are to sweep our house clean. And the enemy leaves and looks for another dry place or another place to live because he's dry or whatever. I don't know if I'm saying that right. So I apologize. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the scripture right in front of me. But he comes back and brings seven more so yeah. he can go back into the house. And our house meaning our body, our house meaning our spirit and everything. And it's like, you know, if you would just fill your house up with the spirit, you wouldn't have this issue at all. The, the reason of that is because when you carry the joy, when you carry the goodness, the gentleness, the self-control, the long suffering, when you carry all of that, you're awakened to a new atmosphere. You're awakened to this spirit realm so much quicker than you ever would before. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, the whole process is to try to get your spirit to be a lot stronger than your flesh. And the way to do that is to fill your house up. Fill your house up by walking in the spirit. And that means, you know, to really, really do your best to not only sweep the house clean, but to also be ready for those seven more to come. And so I was explaining to my kids, I was like, you know, it's kind of funny how the enemy thinks he has to have seven more in order to break into your house. They're like, why is that so funny? And I said, because do you, do you get this whole vibe of understanding that if you were to be in a fight, would you think that the fight would be fair if seven came to you and ready to jump you and mm-hmm. you were just one? And they were like, well, no, that wouldn't be really a fair fight. And of course, Wit's like, well, I'll just karate chop them all if I'm a good fighter. <laughs> I'm like, well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you have that, you know, ability. But karate not all dog. of us do. The thing is, is like, that is how intimidating we are to the enemy. Mm-hmm. He feels as though that we that he needs to have seven more to make eight come into our house because we have so much more power than he does. And that's why we always look at things when we, when we progress to a better level in our lives or an elevation in our lives of like, okay, I've surpassed that I'm, I'm seasoned in that part of my life. Like I've grown mature in this and I can, I can take the four course meal instead of the milk now. And the enemy will always try to one up us to keep the fear there. So that we can't progress further. And I don't know why I'm getting on this tangent, but the whole purpose of this is, is just to fill your spirit up with the spirit, the fruit, of, the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. learn these things. And the way that you can learn these things is, is like, cause these, these things just don't come to you naturally. 
Because our flesh needs stuff. Our flesh needs food. Our flesh needs water. It needs shelter. It even needs sexual needs too. I mean, let's just get real. We're all adults here. We do. We're women. The way that we can learn these spiritual fruits to keep it within our lives and to be ready for whatever's to come, you know, whatever's to try to come get us when they can't is by prayer and fasting. We forget about this, this tool all the time, but I want you guys to know this. It shouldn't just be like a January thing, right? Mm -hmm. It should be a day. It should be like a, a season, seasonally thing, monthly thing, daily thing, whatever, whatever you feel as though like the Lord wants you to do, it should be this thing, prayer and fasting. And so Matthew 17, verse 20, it talks about how, how to do that. And, um, but the funny thing is, is that I, I found it. So Matthew 17, it doesn't always have this in every Bible. So be aware of this. I had to write it in my Bible because it wasn't in mine due to the translation that I was in. It was just listen to this. So Matthew 20, it says, he replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say this to the mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And then all of a sudden it just stops. And it goes to verse 23. And I was like, wait a second, where's 22 at? So I found 22. So, and so if you go to the new King James version, it says in verse 22, however, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. That is so important. So if you want your mountain to move, if you want to be clean, if you have some things that are leached onto you that you need off of you or out of you, you need to fill it up by fast and prayer. Fast and prayer is going to take it out. Because the thing is, is that the crazy enemies that come against us one way or the other, the spiritual beings that try to like latch onto us and try to think that they possess us and all that stuff and think that we're, we're theirs, we're not. They only, they only feed off of what our flesh needs. But when we, when we start fasting and praying and praying, and when we fast things that our flesh desires, it dries up, it sweeps up the house and then the prayer fulfills it. When we start praying in the spirit, we start filling us back up. And the thing is, is like we, sometimes we fail when we fast and pray too. And I, I've done this before. It's like, oh man, I'm so hungry. I'm just going to oh, eat. Yeah. eat. But we forget that we may not be hungry. Our spirits are hungry. We need to, we need to go back to the Bible and where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Yeah. Those that come to me won't have to hunger anymore. If you don't want to be lukewarm, sweep your house, fill it. And learn how to walk in the spirit. Yeah, that was good. We had, I'll put these in the note, the show notes below too with the scriptures, but learn to be a leader, which is so good. I feel like each of these are its own podcast episode, which is why Malia is going to start a podcast. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Live by the fruits of the spirit and then prayer and fasting. What I love about them too is like, I was just telling a friend before this that I feel like each episode has the same theme, if you will, like. I have an issue. Okay. Let's go to scripture. Let's pray about it. Let's, you know, worship. Like they're the same sort of remedy for any of our issues. And these are exactly that as well, but they are also for the believer who is in her Bible, but wants to take it a step further, or she is, she does have a prayer life and then wants to take it a step further. Maybe not necessarily for the like fresh Christian. I mean, yes, for them too, but these are great for also the person who is already walking the walk, right. And wants to go deeper, like learning to be a leader. Malia is totally right. We are all called to lead, whether that's in our home with our children, with our spouse, with our workplace, the college campus, the Starbucks, I don't care. Like we are called to be leaders, right. And living by the fruits of the spirit, we are all also called to carry and share the fruits of the spirit. And what does that look like? Even it looks like when you're experiencing tragedy, the fruit of the spirit that might come out is joy because you have hope in the Lord, right? Like those things should be in us. And it's one step for further by living in it daily, not just reciting the memory verse, but living in it and then prayer and fasting. Yes. Because nothing has ever strengthened my personal, like prayer life and Jesus Bible life more than prayer and fasting. When I get rid of Sam and Sam who likes carbs and I fast, whatever it is, probably carbs and spend that time with the Lord. He will fill me. He will fill the desire. Right. So those, I, those were fantastic. Malia, thank you for that. Uh, we all have some sweeping to do apparently. 
I, okay. So this part I didn't warn you about, but that's okay. We are going to end the episode with some rapid fire, and then you're going to share where people can come and find you at. So first I want to know what are you loving in your life right now? What is something you're loving in life right now? Right now I am loving the phase of my baby. Mm. He's in this like fun phase where he's like crawling and just learning a whole bunch of different stuff and finding out like his first, like I'm loving this. And then on top of that, I'm also loving just speaking into my children, the word it's been, we've been really deep lately about a lot of stuff and I'm I'm thankful for homeschool to give me that ability to do so. Okay. What song, what worship song are you loving right now? Oh man. I know it's always the hard one. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. It is a a hard one because every single worship song that comes on, well, I wouldn't say every single one, but it changes, you know, like you just have certain songs. I actually listened to uh, goodness of God today and I've heard the song so many times, but it's never really hit me until today. I was like, oh my (laughs) God, like it just, I don't know. There was something about it that really just like struck me. It was the second verse and I can't remember the words right now, but it was talking about, although I've been in the fire, you're just there and you're just good. And so I just, I just love that. It made me cry. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's the beauty of music though. It does that. It gets you, it gets you in the feelers. All right, yeah. friend, tell me and tell our listeners where they can find you and say hi at. So right now I'm not really popular in social media. So all you can find, where you can find me really is on Facebook. <laughs> That's where I, know, really I did tag you on your Instagram. Um, and I was like, this girl hasn't posted in two years. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, I'm terrible. I haven't see that's, I need to start. I need to start doing stuff like this, but, um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Instagram too. It's just all of it's the same. Just Malia Yarger. That's it. All right, friend. Thank you so much for your time and all of your wisdom in this episode. It's so good. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.